Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. That's a year older. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your parts for your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's a Duchess of the Dorks. She's now in her late 20s. Ugh. She's Ashley Pickle. Stinky. Hi, friends. We are now only 10 years apart right now. This is true. Solely a decade until June. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really relish these. <laughs> That's how I feel with Mallory because her birthday's in December. So it's basically the same gap between Mallory and I that between yeah. you and I. Um, but we're like one year. We were one year apart right then. And yeah. I was like, yeah. My older brother is um, his birthday's 10 days before mine. Mm-hmm. And so there was always like 10 days in the summer when he was three years older than I was. Yep. And I always, growing up, I was like, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My brother and I are 13, 13 days apart. So it was for, for 13 days, we were five years apart instead of six. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's, so anyway, happy birthday. That's all I want to say to you. That's fair. Today is monday march 27th 2023 240 days till thanksgiving happy birthday to quentin tarantino episode 1560 on today's show folks got headlines from across the state including a weird press conference in college station that our own mike craven was at plus some big coaching changes across the texas high school football world we'll talk about talk about that and then back half the show uh, we're going to be joined by the head coach of one of the big surprises in Texas high school football last year, the Wolves of Canyon West Plains, uh, a first-year varsity program who just hauled off and made it to the playoffs. Yeah, why not? Playoff game. Just all sorts of good Mess stuff. Mess around find out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so we'll talk with our head coach, Adam Cummings, coming here back half the show, going to go up there uh, uh, and uh, and chat a little bit with uh, 
the boys up there, the wolves. They're like um, I want to say I, I pulled their I pulled their logo. The it's like day. a really pretty like yeah. teal looking yeah, wolf teal. logo. It it rocks. It's pretty cool. So we will hear from Coach Adam Cummings coming here at the back half of the show. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, Daniel Agnew, Ed McElroy, and T. Salise nine seven nine. Perfect. Welcome in, fellas. And lady fellas. I was going to say. And robots. I was going to say. That's Tanner Solis. I know that don't, one. <laughs> make assumptions here. We don't know. That's a that's an OG. <laughs> T could be Tamra. This is this is true. I don't know. Lady Solis. <laughs> All right, pickle. Let's get into some headlines from across the state of Texas, and we're going to start in College Station. Because Dateline why College, not? Dateline College Station. Dateline. Our friend Mike Craven, senior writer. Senior college football writer for Dave Campbell's Texas Football is down. College Station beginning a spring practice. Spring practice started last week, and Craven was there. The opening press conference watched a number of uh, watch a, a bit of practice. He he mentioned he was tweeting about how he's always struck. He's like he always forgets how big A and M is, and they're mm-hmm. just huge in the trenches because they've just done such an unbelievable job recruiting in the trenches. They're just massive mm-hmm. up there. But that's not the, like, the, the on-field stuff was not what really caught everybody's eye. It was fairly normal for a first day normal. of spring practice. It was the press conference before spring ball really got going. Because Jimbo Fisher went up there and kind of gave his opening press conference. State of the Aggies you, address. As you do. Yeah, kind of the state of the Aggies address. Yeah, as you do. Right? It's pretty standard fare for pretty much every coach. And so, of course, the big headline this offseason was that Jimbo Fisher uh, fire, fired Daryl, or let, they, they parted ways with Daryl Dickey, mm-hmm. and they brought in a new offensive coordinator in Bobby Petrino. New offensive coordinator Bobby Petrino. So, you know, and I think we've, we've had long conversations on this show about why that was necessary, why that's a good move, why uh, they needed to bring a new voice in the room to, at the very least, take some of the responsibilities off of Jimbo Fisher from a play-calling perspective. And, of course, Jimbo Fisher still knows a lot about offense. Mm-hmm. He's going to help design the offense, but let someone else handle a lot of the, the nitty-gritty of the offense, right? We all thought, you know, whatever you think of Bobby Trino, certainly bringing in another guy who is known for his offense vacuum was a good, good, job, uh, a good idea to help move this offense forward, which was pretty poor last year, right? So imagine our surprise when there was a number of just kind of mixed messages in the press conference. Mm-hmm. He was asked, I don't know, I don't even know who asked it. it. I know it wasn't Mike. He was asked point blank, hey, who is going to call the plays? Mm-hmm. Seems the like a pretty reasonable question. You have a new offensive coordinator? Mm-hmm. Who is going to call the plays? Because Daryl Dickey was the offense coordinator, but he didn't actually call but he didn't the calls. Call the plays. Jimbo Fisher called the plays. That's why you see him with the big, the big, big sheet. Diddy's menu. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big that's menu. pretty good. That's the. That's, that's pretty the accurate. New, that's the new thing for all these college football for all these football. Yeah, the, you have the big play sheet. Somebody yeah, the big play sheet. Looks like yeah, the Waffle glasses, House. Glasses on his nose. Uh huh. Play sheet. Right. So he's asked point blank, "Hey, who's going to call plays?" Which is usually something you have figured out by now. Just Quote, throwing that out there. I mean, we'll go through that as we go. Pause. Plan on Petrino, I think him, calling plays. I have no problem with that. End quote. 
I mean, we'll go through that as we go. Now, at the end, he did say, plan on, we pl- I, I presume he said, we plan on Bobby Petrino calling plays. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Did like that to me, to mm-hmm. me, and this is, look, certainly, look, it's March. There's not a lot to talk about. Right. So we're going to take whatever little thing we have and we're going to blow, blow it out of proportion. Thing, right? <laughs> I fully recognize that that's what we're doing. All right? I understand that that's what's happening. With that said, that strikes me as a guy who doesn't understand why it was necessary to bring in an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. The whole point was the offense is really struggling. The consensus is you need to give up play calling and focus mm-hmm. on the big picture, go to the more CEO levels type stuff, be involved, obviously, in the offense and say, hey, we need to run the ball here. Or, hey, we need to throw the ball here. But as far as the play mm-hmm. calling is concerned, give that over to somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I like I obviously I love Daryl Dickey. Go mean green. Like I, I have respect for Daryl Dickey. But ultimately what he was in that A&M offense was just the dummy to stand there during mm-hmm. the games and fill up the offensive coordinator position. So it's like... If you, he was, why yeah. would you fire someone from that position to just hire another person in that position? He, he, again, I fully recognize that because it's March 27th and we're just desperate for things to talk about, little things are going to seem like huge things. And in the grand scheme of things, I don't think this is that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I want to be clear. I don't think this is that big of a deal. But that is an early red flag for how the offense is going to operate because I know one of the concerns with the Bobby with hiring a guy like Bobby Petrino is that Bobby Petrino's got a pretty big ego himself. Mm -hmm. Jimbo Fisher has pretty big ego himself. If they're both fighting over the same territory, Mm -hmm. you can certainly see how that could turn sideways. Mm And that response alone makes me feel like the two of them have not sat down and had a conversation. Like, that's what, like, that's the most out? troubling thing is maybe like, okay, maybe you just don't want to tell the world yet. But that one in that setting sounds to me like I have not sat down and had that conversation with him yet. I'm going to be honest. Can I just, can I just tell you yeah. what I would do? I would lie. Yeah. I would go in there and say, oh, you know, we hired Bobby Petrino. Bobby Petrino is going to be in charge of the offense. Mm-hmm. He's going to call a place. Now, maybe you're going to, like, rip them away from him after two games. That's fine. fine. But on March 20th, in the opening spring press conference... Say you have something figured just out. Just say, hey, you know what? Yeah, Bobby Petrino's going to play. I'm going to call. Mm-hmm. Don't... None of this... Even I mean, spin we'll it in to make you... We go. Yeah, you can make you can spin that to make you sound like a better head coach. Like, oh, we're real excited. Uh, we're did y'all hear who we brought in as offensive exactly coordinator? Right. We're I'm excited still, about I'm our offense. Involved. I'm yep. still going to be involved in the offense, but he's going to call the play. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. But it's it, it and it makes your whole be, program look be, better. And I don't know. It just it, it caught me off guard. It was certainly a response. It was the, wait, what? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Staying in the college football ranks. Um, there is a uh, uh, some some news down in, in at Texas State. Of course, they have a new head coach in GJ Kinney. They have hired a former coach there at Texas State as David Bailiff. 
is going to rejoin the program as special assistant to the head coach under G.J. Kinney. Um, of course, David Bailiff most recently was the head coach at A&M Commerce. Before that, he was the head coach at Rice. Um, he's a, a guy that we know very well. He's a guy that we're awfully fond of. Um, but he is, um, and but of course, he may be no, probably down there. He is known as the head coach at Texas State for um, uh, th- for three seasons, 2004, 2006, um, as well as he led uh, and he led them to. Uh, he was a member of the Lone Star Conference championship team back in 1980. So uh, David Bailiff is going to be the assistant, uh, the uh, the special assistant to the head coach there under G.J. Kinney. So cool, uh, cool for Coach uh, to go home there. Into the high school ranks we go. Into the high school ranks, uh, some some pretty big after spring break. There wasn't a ton of movement across spring break because it was spring break. Uh, but at the high school football ranks, we now have some pretty major moves, one of which came down uh, last Monday as uh, Rockwall Heath made a hire. You may remember Rockwall Heath was hired after the whole, uh, let's call it rigmarole. Is that good? Mm-hmm. That, good that seems fair. With John Harrell. Uh, they had an opening, and that opening has been filled by a gentleman who is pretty familiar with Rockwall ISD himself, Rodney Webb. Uh, Rodney Webb most recently was the athletic director at Highland Park. Mm-hmm. Before that, For he one was year. the head coach at Denton Geyer. For Before two that, years. <laughs> he was the longtime head coach at Rockwall High School. Mm-hmm. Um. So he is coming off of the coming out of the it's called the booth, right? Or or coming off of the uh, out of the administration mm-hmm. and back onto the sidelines. There he's 160 and 78, uh, where he was their head coach at Rockwall from 2013 to 2019. Took over at Denton Geyer, where he went 25 and five in two seasons, led him to a state championship game. Um, then he took the athletic director position at Highland Park, which was just uh, for this past year. By, uh, Johnny Ringo. He was there for 2021 uh, after the 2021 season. So he was there for all of 2022 up until this most recent in uh, March 20th. Um, Rodney Webb's great coach. Mm-hmm. I think that goes without saying. You look at his record speaks for himself. He knows Rockwall. I think this is a really savvy move by Rockwall ISD to bring in a guy who um, is familiar. This is a very tumultuous time in Rockwall ISD. And mm-hmm. I think bringing in a guy that pretty much everybody can get behind trust and, yeah and trust and and and, and everybody knows i think yep. it's really smart yeah his resume speaks for himself over there now i haven't spoken with rodney webb i want to be clear Mm-mm. pickle may i speculate wildly yes so you remember when he left denton geyer to become the athletic director at highland park there were two one of the things that we thought there were two things that we thought one was that that's pretty much a retirement gig this was, you go there, you head coach at, or you're the athletic director at Highland Park, and then you build up your TRS, your, your pension for however long you want, and then whenever you want to retire, you retire. It's mm-hmm. a cushy gig. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a tough job. I want to be clear. It's not you roll out of bed, but like being the athletic director at Highland Park is a good job. Oh, yeah. It's and it's a, it's a, a one school. Like, especially yes. if you want to talk about a school with a lot of pristine and it's just one school. Yes. That helps from Absolutely. an athletic director standpoint. Absolutely. There was there were some people, some people who wondered if he was taking the athletic director job to either make the next hire at Highland Park, mm-hmm. because of course Randy Allen has been there forever. He was the second longest, uh, second winningest coach in Texas high school football history. Mm-hmm. He has technically retired he before. Has retired before. <laughs> um, you don't know. You know. You don't know how long he's going to. He, he wants to coach, or. 
BV, next head, head coach, coach at of Highland Rock, Park, at, at Highland Park himself. That was my, now, that was my guess. Was hey, I'll do this, then I'll be the head coach. That that was my assumption. And that's fine. I was wrong. I disagree, <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. I wonder, and I haven't talked with Rodney Webb. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he somehow got a signal that Coach Allen was not playing on retiring. Yes. That was my assumption when I saw this. And he goes, opportunity to go home. Coach Allen said he's going to coach for X more years. Mm -hmm. So I would have to wait that long to either make a hire or be the hire. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's what I, that that was my my thought was, I think to me, this signals to Mm -hmm. me that Randy Allen is coming back for at least another year. Going to be around for a bit. Yep. Going to be around. I agree. Anyway, Rodney Webb, the next head coach at uh, Rockwall Heath. Uh, let's blow through a few more of these coaching changes. A bit of a surprise out mm-hmm. there in the panhandle. Um, Stratford is now open. The Elks, uh, of course, who went to a state championship game and won the state title back in 2021, are looking for a head coach. As Matt Lovern, the uh, head coach of the Stratford Elks, has resigned to take over as the offensive coordinator at Canyon. Um... Which is interesting. He's leaving a 2A Division II team to go be the offensive coordinator at of a 4A team in Canyon. Um, uh, Lance Lonard, our friend up there in the Amarillo area, was the first to report this. Um, he is. Uh, he's been very successful, 89 and 22 over, mm-hmm. over his tenure there. Um, and and you know he he loved he he said he he talked with Matt Stepp um, about this. Uh, he said that it was for his family. It wasn't a quick decision because he, they loved Stratford, but it was an opportunity to go back to his alma mater um, there and coach under Coach Todd Winfrey. Okay, that's that certainly um, that is um, that that is interesting, right? More speculating wildly, Pickle. Okay. More speculating wildly. Because going from a head coach to offensive coordinator, even though you're moving up a couple of classifications, he's a little interesting, right? Especially at a, a good job like Strat. Oh, yeah. Speculating wildly. We like to do that. I wonder... Now, now Todd Winfrey's not all that old. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if he is going to be like coaching waiting. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's wild speculation. It's reading the tea line. leaves. But um, yeah, it's just, that is such a, and maybe it's a family thing, who knows, but that's such a kind of move of going, oh, why? Right. That there's, it I is, feel like there, there's some underlying thing there little, and that would make it's sense. It's a little interesting. Yeah. But anyway, but it's an opportunity to go home. Yeah. Opportunity to go home and, and, and you never know with family stuff and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. anyway, Matt Lovern, the next uh, office coordinator at Canyon that is going to open up a job. Good job there at Stratford. I was going to say, that's that's the mm-hmm. next part of this is that Stratford is a very appealing job Absolutely. to a lot of They're people. Two division two level. Uh, speaking of uh, attractive jobs, one of them came off the market but opened up another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Or that uh, rather, oh, we're going to do this one first. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, did I miss one? Oh, yep, I did. Well, yeah, we'll get to we'll get to Kyle Coates in a moment. Okay. Um, Colleyville Heritage has made a hire. You may remember Kirk Martin left Colleyville Heritage to go back to Manville. Um, they have uh, made a hire. They have hired Killian Harker Heights head coach Jerry Edwards. Jerry Edwards, the next head coach. Uh, he, of course, was very successful there at Harker Heights um, uh, for the past couple of years. Uh, he's a guy who uh, went, uh, you know, he, he took over a program that was really middle of the road and turned them into the, one of the best programs in Central Texas, uh, most notably uh, this past year going to the regional final where they were, before they fell to Duncanville. Um, Rashawn Sanford, of course, was the star there. 
there. Uh, but Jerry Edwards is going to be the next head coach there at Colorado Heritage. He's a long-standing coach here. I believe he's been there for 10 seasons. Um, and, you know, you never know. Maybe he just wants to change your scenery, things like that. But whatever the case is, he is the new head coach there at Colleen Harker Heights. And I'll tell you, um, Matt Sepp and I were talking about this. Mm-hmm. They they swing big there in Grapevine, Colleyville ISD. Oh yeah, they swing big. This is another big. This is another big fish that mm-hmm. they've reeled in there as uh, Colleyville Heritage head coach or new, next head coach at Colleyville Heritage, Jerry Edwards, head coach at Killeen Harker Heights. Down in the Houston area, the Woodlands College Park has made a hire, and they have brought in a state champion coordinator as their next head coach. DeSoto's co-defensive coordinator, Kyle Coates, is going to be the next head coach at the Woodlands College Park. Uh, Lonnie Madison uh, left to go take over in February to go take over at Bridgeland. That opened up College Park. They have hired Kyle Coates. Kyle Coates is a uh, Georgetown guy. Uh, He played played collegiately at, uh, at Trinity. Um, but he has been the defensive coordinator uh, along with Aaron Babino there at DeSoto, of course, bringing them to a state championship uh, last year. And uh, yeah, he is a guy who has uh, bounced around. He was a defensive analyst for under uh, t- defensive coordinator Todd Orlando at Texas. Um, he spent three years there. Uh, he was on the staff at Round Rock Westwood under Anthony Wood, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, he was there for one year under Claude Mathis, and uh, and he had a lot of great things to say about Coach Mathis and, and the DeSoto staff as he takes his first head coaching job there as uh, Kyle Coates, the next head coach at the Woodlands College Park. Um, down in the Rio Grande Valley, Monty Stumball has stepped down as the head coach at Hidalgo. He's a 44-year coaching veteran. He's been at Hidalgo for the last six seasons. Um, but and 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 you look at the record. He it's it's not pretty. It's 22 and 34. Mm-hmm. But the first two years, he was two and 18. So yeah, you the, can do the math there. He was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's turned it around uh, in in a big way. And a very uh, well-respected coach down he there. He talked too. with Matt Stepp. Coach Stump talked with Matt Matt Stepp. And uh, and I think he he indicated to him that he wants to coach a couple more years. He doesn't want to retire. Uh, he, he wants to. Uh, he's probably best known for what he did at Port Isabel, mm-hmm. um, where he led them to a couple of regional finals. Uh, but Monty Stumbaugh has stepped down there as the head coach at Hidalgo. Uh, Colmes Neal is looking for a head coach because Cody Day has left to take over at Price Carlisle. Price Carlisle, of course, came open when Clay Baker left to go take over at Henderson. They have hired, uh, they have poached Cody Day from Colmes Neal. Uh, he is, uh, he led to the uh, he led to the uh, the Bulldogs to the playoffs last year. Uh, he's eighteen and twenty one for the last four seasons there at Colmes Neal. Finally, down in the Austin area, um, Austin Del Del Valley. Yes, correct. Austin <laughs> Del, Del Valle Valley is down. <laughs> um, is uh, has filled their vacancy. Of course, that was uh, Bobby Acosta was the coach there at. Uh, Austin Del Valley. Mm-hmm. He left to go be the offensive coordinator at Arkansas Pine Bluff at the collegiate level. They have promoted their defensive coordinator and associate head coach Todd Patman to be their next head coach there. Um, it was his first se- uh, 2022 was his first season at Del Valley. Um, he was uh, the def- defensive coordinator and uh, and head coach at Bastrop uh, for a f- uh, for 13 years down there in the Austin area. Uh, before that, he was at Cedar Park Vista Ridge. He was at what, uh, Austin Northeast. So he knows uh, the Austin area quite Austin well. Area <laughs> for sure. He was also on the staff at DeSoto for a few seasons uh, as well back in the late 90s and early 2000s. So the next head coach at Austin Del Valley is Todd Patman. You can find all the news on TexasFootball.com.
We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Now, let's pay some bills. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loved doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support. VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. The 83rd KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship, the most historic and prestigious event in senior golf, kicks off an unprecedented run of major championships coming to PGA Frisco over the next 11 years. From May 24th to May 28th, join us as the best golfers over the age of 50 compete to have their name etched on the Alfred S. Bourne Trophy. Past senior PGA champions have included true legends of the game like Sarazen, Sneed, Palmer, Nicholas, Player, and Watson. A limited number of hospitality, pro-am, and ticket opportunities remain available for you to be a part of the first major championship at PGA Frisco. And keep in mind, corporate clients and ticket purchasers at this May's KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship will receive priority access to offerings at future major championships held at PGA Frisco, including the 2025 KPMG Women's PGA Championship and the 2027 PGA Championship. Visit srpga.com for more information. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's welcome in the head coach of the Canyon West Plains Wolves. We're pleased to be joined uh, by Coach Adam Cummings. Coach, how are you? Appreciate y'all having me on. Absolutely. How are things out there in uh, in, in Canyon, Texas? Uh, it's a little windy this week, but uh, that's pretty pretty status quo for uh, – the, the panhandle so it's, it's been really good we've had a good off season uh things have been rocking and rolling pretty pretty steady yeah i gotta be honest it's, i would imagine that a day when it's not windy would be a bigger news item than, than <laughs> you're probably right yesterday was beautiful <laughs> yeah absolutely uh uh, so you guys were, in my opinion, one of the, the real surprises in Texas high school football last year. First year varsity program, you roar out to a 7-5 and five mark, win a, win a darn playoff game, um, everything. It was a surprise to me. Was it a surprise to you that you guys were so successful in year one? No, I mean, it really wasn't. I mean, that was part of our goal all along. You know, we, we met um, as a group, you know, last spring. 
And when we first got together and we talked about goals and talked about expectations and uh, our kids from the get-go, uh, they wanted to be successful year one. They didn't want to wait. You know, everybody was talking about year two, year three, and our kids wanted to be successful right out of the cage, and, and they did that. And and so for us, it really wasn't as much about a – you know, being a surprise as it was uh, just reaching that expectation. Uh, it wasn't all, you know, it wasn't all sunshine daffodils at the beginning. It was an 0-3 <laughs> start, uh, although admittedly, Bushland, Midland, Greenwood, and Canyon, not exactly pushovers. Um, but when, was there a moment last season where you kind of saw it all come together and you said, all right, the plan is working and, and th- this machine is coming online? Was there a moment last year that, that, that strikes you? I think you started to see a little bit of it in that Paladero game. Uh, you know, Paladero is a great team. Uh, well, coach Eric Mims does a phenomenal job, and and we knew that was going to be a tough game. And at their place, uh, hostile environment, and our kids, you know, just kept fighting. We didn't play a clean game. Uh, it was it was sloppy at times, but we found a way to get it done. And and I think through the course of that game, you just saw the resiliency of our kids. They just kept coming back and just kept fighting. And then really that next week against Estacada, I think was the first time we really put our best foot forward and, and really fired on all cylinders, all three sides of the ball and, and executed at a high level. And, and, you know, we're able to get after Estacada. And, and I think that was kind of the turning point of our season. I know that, you know, you were on the staff there at Canyon High for a while, uh, you know, b- before you got your first job there at Hale's head coaching job at, at Hale Center. Um, and so I imagine going back to Canyon was uh, was uh, appealing to you. At the same time, though, it's hard not to look at at what you had going at sundown and and think, God, it's hard to walk away from that, especially into a new job like that. What was it about the job there at West Plains that that made that the decision for you? I, you know, I, being a part of Canyon ISD for 10 years and, and, you know, this, this area is special to us. This is where my wife and I met, uh, when I was a coach at Canyon, she was a student at WT. Uh, it's where our kids were born, uh, both in Amarillo. Um, and so this, this is just a special place to our family. And so it was, it was like coming home in a lot of ways. And then just being a part of Canyon ISD and, and the, the, you know, the history of excellence and the standard that they set as a school district, you know, was something that we definitely wanted to be a part of, not just as a as a coaching family, but but also with our kids and the academic side of it. And that was one of the great things about Sundown. I mean, I, I, we really have nothing bad to say about Sundown. Sundown was such a blessing to our family and uh, watched our kids just grow and blossom in that, that school system as well. And, and so, it, you know, it was really more about just coming home than it was anything. Uh, I imagine you're pretty excited about your 2023 bunch as well. One of the good things about uh, about starting a program is uh, you, you get a lot of your guys back uh, in year two, and one of them um, uh, was was a stinking freshman at the quarterback spot and Reed Maker, uh, a guy who who you know threw for 22 on more than 2200 yards, uh, ran for another 300 plus yards. Um, as a freshman, was uh, you know offensive newcomer of the year. Every every uh, you know accolade you can give him. Um, what can you tell us about this young man who certainly seems like a rising star up there in Randall County? Yeah, he, he's he's a special breed. Uh, he, he's just a really good kid, really good leader. Uh, Mom and dad have done a good job raising him. Um, you know, he's he's got great character. Uh, he steps into a room and he just kind of commands the room, not not because he's trying. That's just his personality. Uh, but uh, very humble, uh, 
very hardworking, you know, just the type of kid you want at your quarterback position. He's going to be the first one to show up. He's going to be the last one to lead. Uh, and he's going to put in the time. You know, he watches more film than anybody on our team. Uh, he, he goes to camps. He does all the little things, all the extra things, you know, and, and it's because he's passionate about it. Nobody has to ask him. Nobody has to encourage him to do it. He just – that's just his um, – that's just who he is. And so what he did as a freshman was pretty pretty special, uh, but I'm, I'm really excited about the next three years with this young man. Uh, on the defensive side, uh, it, it looks to me that kind of watching your season as it unfolded, it, it sure looked like a young program kind of finding its way and then something suddenly clicking and it really starting to work. Uh, is it fair to say that you're pretty excited about what your defense may be able to do in year two there with the Wolves? Absolutely. Uh, you know, Coach Sutterfield, our defense coordinator, I've known him for a long time. He, he's got a reputation for building great defenses uh, everywhere he's been. He's been an integral part of, of what they've done defensively. And he, it's no different here. And, and the staff that we've been able to bring in to surround him, I think, is, is top notch. And, and so I'm really excited about that side of it. But then when you look at the returning kids we've got, you know, we're going to be able to compete at every position. You know, it's not there's not like a guy that's just man, that's our dude. He's, he's, he's penciled in starter. No questions asked. I mean, we're going to have competition at every single position uh, because we've got everybody back essentially. And, and the, I think anytime you have competition in practice and competition in, in games as well, um, I, I think it, it just, it bodes well for your team in terms of developing depth, but also developing the quality of that starter. And so we're really excited about what we, what we can do on defense. Uh, and finally, coach, I want to ask you a little bit about your district up there at district two, four, a division two, um, you know, you guys uh, ended up finishing second in that district. Your lone district loss was was on the road to a good Seminole squad by you know by a, by a hair by by ten points. Um, as far as goal setting is concerned, we hear we hear all the time from coaches that priority one is win the district. That's the, that's goal number one is is win the district. Um, what would that mean for you guys? In it's still a, such a young burgeoning program, what would it mean for you guys to to, to get over the hump and and bring home a a, a, a district championship? I think it'd be great for our, our community, uh, our kids, our school uh, to be able to do that. You know, we've had other programs. Our girls' soccer team, you know, won a district title not very long ago. And, you know, it was it was just really neat to be a part of and watch that whole process unfold uh, and, and watch them bring that trophy home and, uh, you know, pretty, pretty cool. You know, and that would be equally as, as special you know, with our football program uh, to come as close as we were this last year. And, you know, like you said, being at Seminole uh, and lose by 10 uh, at their place. And, uh, you know, it, it'd be it'd be fun, you know. But at, at the end of the day, it's not our end goal. It is one of our goals, but it's not our end goal. And so uh, – but but to be able to check that off the, the list would sure be fun. He's Adam Cummings. He's the head coach of the West Plains Wolves out there in Canyon. Coach, we sure appreciate your time. Congratulations again on an outstanding first season, and can't wait to see what you guys do in, in year two. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on and appreciate all y'all do for Texas high school football. Absolutely. There he goes, Adam Cummings, head coach, the West Plains Wolves. Join us here at Texas football today. Uh, and, and, yeah, I mean, like we, we – it's it's just really hard to win in a first year, especially. Oh, yeah. Like I said, you're rolling out there with a freshman quarterback. I mean, they bring back, they bring back. I think nine starters on each side of the ball, which is great this year. Absolutely, <laughs> but, but going like, into last year, we were right. like, oof. Right, exactly. Like this is a team that they had six seniors mm-hmm. last year. 
six. Like, they bring back 32 Letterman from yeah. last year's team. Um, and that's what, like, it's, you know, maybe I do. Every, 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 everybody's football game, some, every football game is somebody's first. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to see how and why early first-year programs struggle, mm-hmm. right? Because you're relying on underclassmen. You you have no. You have to build a culture from scratch. Mm-hmm. You have to you know set expectations, stuff like that. Uh, this is not to take anything away. In fact, this is this is I think a, a great uh, compliment to him. But you go to Katie, right? Mm-hmm. And Gary Joseph is one of the best coaches that's ever lived. And one of the reasons is that he has continued the culture there at Katie that this is what we do. Yep. This is how we do it. And this is the expectation. Whenever you start from from scratch, Mm -hmm. that's that's incredibly difficult to build. And to go seven and five in your first season and especially to go seven and two in your final nine games. Well, and I think that's really impressive. The other thing that's like so underratedly hard to build, not only from an on-field perspective, but from an off-field perspective, is yeah, you don't have the fan bases, like you don't that's have it. the traditions, mm-hmm. you don't have all of that. That really, I know that that doesn't play a ninety percent role mm-hmm. in all of this stuff, but it plays a not good nothing, man. Thirty percent, you know, of having that established culture and having a fan base and all of that stuff. So it's it's very impressive. It is not nothing. Anyway, we appreciate Coach Adam Cummings from West Plains High School in Canyon hopping on with us. Let's. Let's let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, I wanted to give a shout out for something that I don't know if people are necessarily aware of. I know that we've told everybody about the Republic of Football Network, our podcast, mm-hmm. our college football mm-hmm. podcast series. Um, and you can find all of the extra podcasts that are not Republic of Football on the Republic of Football feed. But also... In a special addition to one of the new shows, uh, Eyes on Texas with uh, Mike Craven and who is this? who is it down there? Oh, goodness. I should know that. Um, Eyes on Texas is also doing a video podcast. So those are available on our YouTube page if you want to go watch them. This, the studio that they use is really, really cool. So obviously all of the audio on the actual Republic of Football feed on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all of that. But if you want visual to go along with it, we do have those up on our YouTube page. Yeah. And we've got a bunch of podcasts for... Uh, we, we've got Gamlin Gauchos from Texas Tech. We've got The Green Room from North Texas. Cool. Mm-hmm. We've got Between Two Bears, which is um, our answer to the question, huh? <laughs> um, which is an excellent Baylor podcast. They had Ryan Nanny, Celebrity Hot Tub, on their podcast most recently. Let's so go. go listen to that. Um, uh, the Roost, my boys at The Roost That's are good. with us. Hoot, hoot. I love those guys. They're great. If you have, great. Uh, if you've never if you've never seen what the Roost is doing over there, they are probably not probably. They are the most comprehensive race coverage you can get. They are awesome. They're a good follow on Twitter too. Anyway, go check out the Republic of Football feed, uh, where I think we've got eight of the thirteen FPS programs mm-hmm. and more to come. Six and say soon to be Week. more. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Adam Cummings of West Plains High School in Canyon for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Math Tuesday and a very special pre-show on Texas Football Today. (laughs) 